0: Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 281 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about the ultimate tool for tennis improvement. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you probably already know the the basic topic I'm gonna be covering, but today is gonna be Going to be going over it from a little bit different perspective. From the perspective of one of our online students who had an experience recently that really transformed his way of viewing tennis improvement, really gave him a very different perspective on this tool that we'll talk about in just a second. And so I, I thought you'd really benefit from hearing about his experience, and I know it's going to motivate you and inspire you and drive you to make changes in your own way that you approach practice and make changes in your own game to, to better your execution and to better your results. Really quickly, before we, we get to that story, just wanted to let you all know that just personally, right now, is probably the, the best place I've been as far as being motivated myself and driven myself to do the podcast. Really happy with the, the recent results and we've put in a lot of work behind the scenes to change things over to a different uh, service provider for the podcast. And we're doing some work on the feed in the back end. For years and years, the first 150 episodes have not been available on, on the podcast feed. So if you subscribe to the RSS feed within the podcast app on your iPhone, or any other podcast app on Android, then you may have noticed that a lot of the older original episodes are not available. They'll be available very soon. So we've we've got some really good momentum going on the show and uh, really excited about that. So thank you all so much for your, your ongoing support and engagement and attention as we keep working hard to, to make this show regular again. And, raise the quality and raise the usefulness to you, the the listener. So let's get into today's story. So just to give you a little bit of context, we have a private Facebook group for students of our digital coaching programs. If if you've ever purchased a, an online course from us, then when you first log in and you go to the welcome page, there's, a, there's almost always a welcome video from me, and there's a link to a Facebook group that's totally private, and it's just for... Our online coaching students that have actually supported us and taken that kind of next step to, to really take their improvement seriously on a digital front. And so we have something like 1800 students in there right now and it's just an amazing community, amazing family of really passionate driven players. There's a lot of support being given back and forth amongst the the students themselves and the UT pros are jumping in there on a regular basis. And so it was within that group over the weekend that one of our supporters posted a story, Archie Dan Smith, and he's been active with us for quite a while and I want to let you know that he's about as passionate as it comes when it it comes to improvements and really digging into the the nitty-gritty of Tennis so much so that he's actually written a book. If you go to Amazon and you type in "muscle memory and imagery better tennis uh, colon better tennis," you'll find Archie Dan's book that he just completed recently. So all all this to give you context here. Like this is this is a a online group full of our most dedicated, most engaged students, and Archie among probably the, the top like echelon of those students. So this is who this story is coming from. You'll find out why this is important in just a second. So uh, Archie posted over the weekend and said, well, I finally went and done it. I videotaped myself using my iPhone. First time ever. Note, I had been redoing my backhand with emphasis on proper technique. I had practiced. I had improved. I was proud. So today I thought I would record my wonderful backhand with Novak-like technique. I did the video, I watched, dot, 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 ugh, yuck. I could not believe that my imagined technique was so vastly different from that guy I had just recorded. And in parentheses, that would be me. Yes, I know Ian has said you should record yourself hundreds of times. I always said, I always thought to myself, sure, but I don't need that because I'm really good at visualizing my strokes. I was so wrong, bottom line, Listen to Ian. He really knows what he's talking about. Video yourself next time you practice. It will change the way you practice for the better. So, again, one of our most engaged, like just highest possible... level of passion, drive, dedication to the process of self-improvement, the journey of trying to master this game. So much so, he's written a book on technique and visualization. And He's been following us for a while, long enough that he's heard me recommend this hundreds of times. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you've probably heard me talk about video hundreds of times. And we're going to talk about top three lessons that we can learn from this. Learn from Archie's experience and hopefully give you some really actionable things to think about and to do the next time you're on the courts and hopefully take Archie's advice and say video as he said videotape yourself the next time you practice so what can what can we learn from Archie's experience lesson number one nobody can escape awareness disconnect meaning the bridging the gap the gap in between sorry let me start that sentence over what do I mean by awareness g- disconnect? What I mean is the gap between what we feel and what we sense in the moment and what is actually happening in reality. None of us can escape that. And I've got multiple elite-level professional player examples of that. Uh, Federer recently, I found uh, an interview clip of him where he was asked, Hey, hey, Roger, there's uh, a lot of debate online about what forehand grip you use. What what grip do you use? And Roger just outright said, I have no idea. I just, I hold the racket and I just swing on my forehand side. Zero idea what grip he uses. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what grip he uses, like what the scientific exact location is, because he knows uh, what it feels like when he he does it to the best of his ability. And he's obviously executing at an extremely, extremely high level. Djokovic, I, I couldn't find this exact clip. I'm pretty sure it was a serve where he was being asked for advice during an interview. He was on a court and recommended something that he does the opposite of. I'm sorry, I didn't have time to go research this, but I know the clip. I could go and find it. I just ran out of time today. But he was being asked by a, a journalist of some kind, a reporter, hey, what tips do you have for for the viewers at home about their serve? And so he goes through some generic kind of cliche stuff. and one And one thing in particular... It's actually not only not what he did, but the opposite of what Novak actually does. And so those are examples of players at elite levels who have amazingly good habits that happen on autopilot. We all have habits that are really poor that happen on autopilot. We have the same level of disconnect, the same level of... of uh, just not knowing what's actually happening. And the only way to know is by getting a third-person perspective, and that is using video. So please understand, lesson number one, whether you are Archie Dan, extremely dedicated, driven, high-focused player, amateur player, who's done a tremendous amount of work and research into his own game and the game of tennis in general, whether you're Archie or Novak or Federer, you don't know what you don't know. And when it comes to kinesthetic awareness, that's a tremendous, tremendous amount, which which Archie found out firsthand just a couple of days ago. Okay, lesson number two, thing to keep in mind, or kind of a mindset thing, is understand that you are making a trade. And listen, if you're listening to my voice right now and you just... You say, okay, I'm sure Ian's right. Okay, we get the idea, Ian. You don't need to tell me anymore. I understand. But you still choose to to never look at yourself on video because you're just you don't want to be bothered by it. You don't want to blow up your your current routine. You don't want to totally unhinge kind of your current path. I understand that and I respect that. But just understand and accept that you are making a trade. And the trade-off is basically short-term comfort for long-term improvement and affirmation. And in this discussion in our, our private group, there's a comment left by Sean, one of our VIP students, and, and he left a comment saying, totally true. After a while, you get used to seeing that guy, meaning yourself, on the video and actually enjoy how he's changed his game. So I, th- I thought this was really good perspective from Sean, who has done multiple VIP sessions with us with with video, and he it's something that he does in his own practice routine on a very regular basis. So Sean is extremely well versed in his own habits after many years of doing this, and his perspective is totally different. We have Archie's experience, which is kind of shock and horror at, at what he saw and how different it was from what he thought it would be. And then we have Sean's perspective, who's many years down that path, many years along on that journey. And for him, notice that he's saying, A, he's gotten used to it. And, and now it's, it's not a big deal anymore. In fact, it's just routine for Sean. And B, he enjoys how that player has changed his game. And here's, here's the thing. After a long period of time of checking yourself on a regular basis and gaining that high-level awareness of what you're doing, after a long period of time of routinely doing that, you can go back in time and actually affirm beyond, beyond any doubt that you have improved. There's no other way that you're able to do that, and it's an extremely encouraging thing when done routinely. And so there's a tremendous long-term benefit in seeing your improvement. And there's a phrase that I use all the time in our coaching, and that is, the camera doesn't lie. When you look at the video, there's no place to hide. And that's what makes it intimidating and what makes it scary at first. But understand that there's a flip side to that. There's, a, there's an upside. And that upside is that you have undeniable proof of your improvement when you use that information to your advantage and you actually work on the things that actually need to be worked on instead of going out and just hitting balls and guessing at what you're doing. And some things maybe you're kind of right on and other things you're completely wrong. Not only is there long-term benefit in seeing your improvement and having that... that um, Having that documented success, which is tremendously, uh, tremendously, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not inspiring, but inspiring is is a good word. Uh, Encouraging, I guess, is uh, a better word for it. But you also have the long-term benefit of planning a course that's most relevant, which I just touched on very, very briefly. Without video, you're guessing. And so there's certain things that you probably, you know, just based on basic results just know that your backhand is weaker and so having a a big picture focus on improving backhand technique like what Archie was doing you're in the ballpark but without knowing the specifics of what to focus on in that backhand you could be completely missing the boat or fooling yourself and feeling like you've improved a lot which Archie uh, definitely experienced but in reality those things are not actually improving And so this is a huge reason why players plateau. This is a huge reason why players remain at basically the same level year after year, even though they take lessons, even though they do drill groups, even though they play in competitions. It's because they have just extremely poor awareness of what's actually happening in their game. So when you do video on a regular basis, you have the benefit of planning a specific course that's most relevant to what actually needs to be worked on. It just makes sense, right? (laughs) Instead of guessing. And finally, you have the short-term benefit of that information as well. There's the long-term benefit of plotting a good overall course. There's the short-term benefit also of knowing your very next practice session what to focus on. So there's a triple benefit there, a short-term benefit and two long-term benefits. These are traded completely for the short-term comfort of just being oblivious and not knowing what you're actually doing. And listen, I'm empathetic, I understand, I I, I, I get it. It, it, it is intimidating. You might not want to, maybe you don't take it that seriously, but frankly, if you're listening to my voice right now, I mean, let's let's be honest. You are the, you are that player that takes it that seriously, and so I would love to know. I would absolutely love to know the stats on this. We've got somewhere between a thousand and two thousand really regular listeners to this show. Out of those thousand players who are super super driven, dedicated players, or there's no way they'd be downloading this show. I would love to know the percentage of players that are videotaping themselves or have ever videotaped themselves. I I, I don't even want to guess at at the ratio. Obviously, it's much, much higher than the average. The average has got to be less than 1% uh, across amateur players. Uh, Even among the players who take it seriously enough that they invest in coming to Milwaukee and working with us, well less than 50% of those people have ever seen themselves on video. And that's always been incredible to me and the those are people that that give a lot of their time give a lot as far as financial investment to come see us and they're seeing themselves for the very first time and that's for me kind of a definitely kind of a special thing i'm i'm super glad i can provide that but this kind of leads me right into point number 3 lesson number 3 is this is actually really really Easy, and somebody uh, in this discussion in our Facebook group asked Archie, "Well, Archie, how do you how do you how did you actually do it? Like, did you did you need some kind of special equipment or app or whatever?" And so Archie's Archie's response was, "Good question. Part of my previous reluctance to video myself." AKA that guy was getting a tripod out there, get it set up, etc., etc. et cetera. So he's saying, I didn't want to draw attention to myself. And again, I get, totally get that. We're in kind of a really p- uh, public spot out there on the court with a lot of peers who are going to judge you. <laughs> let's just, let's just go ahead and say it. It's a weird thing to do still in tennis and if i can if i can accomplish one thing through essential tennis i would love to normalize the use of video on a tennis court honestly that's like a a big thing that motivates me and and a something that just for the good of the game i hope that i can in a very small way help change the culture right now it's really weird it's really strange because nobody even coaches rarely do it much less players setting up their own camera which is ridiculous, but that's just another rant for for another time. So, uh, back to Archie's comment, uh, he said that's part of my reluctance previously. He was getting a tripod, getting it set up, however, I got a small photo stand and used my normal sized iPhone, uh, not the bit, not the plus size, all very small, easy, and inconspicuous. By the way, a photo stand he's talking about, you know, when you have uh, the little kind of portrait picture, maybe like three by five. A picture in a little frame and you've got the little kind of easel thing talking like three inches maybe four or five inches high that just kind of unfolds and gives you a little stand to put a photo on that's that's what he's talking about he showed a picture of it all very small easy and inconspicuous having learned from the error of my ways i plan to do at least some video every practice especially as i can keep all of my quote equipment in my pocket so just think about it. His phone's in his pocket anyway. He's just taking this little photo stand, which is also pocket size, and all he has to do is go set it up on the baseline, hit record, and go, go hit some shots or go play his points or go do whatever it is that he was going to do to work on his game. Stop recording. Just use the, the camera app on his phone and then just watch it later. It doesn't have to be hard. It's not expensive. It just please... Everybody just just do it. Just just do it for me. Don't do it for me, do it for yourself. But I would I would I would love to hear some more stories like this. If you if you have recently viewed yourself for the very first time or you're listening to this episode and it finally pushes you over the edge to to do video for the first time. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to hear about your experience even if it's super negative. Honestly, it's a starting point. This is the first the first step towards being in reality with your tennis game. I, I hope that this drives you and motivates you just a little bit to stop pretending and actually know what you're doing so that you know what to do next, so that you know how to plot the rest of your journey, so you know what to focus on. Otherwise, you're just guessing. I don't care how many lessons you've taken Learn from Archie Dan, <clears throat> please. He's been around the sport forever. He's written a book on visualization and tennis improvements. And it was only after reading that book and years and years of working on his own game, he finally said, like, oh, yeah, I'll record myself. Let's see how, how great my backhand's coming along. And he was met with, I'm sure at first, disbelief over what's happening. So please, I, I hope you learn from this. And Archie, thank you so much for sharing yourself both in your book and also sharing your story. I mean, it's something that you could have chosen to keep to yourself and, and kind of be embarrassed about. And I I just really respect you for sharing it in our, in our students group. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Because I promise you hundreds, probably thousands of tennis players are going to benefit from hearing that story. And all of us, All of us, myself and everybody listening, commends you for taking that step because we're all intimidated by it, myself included. Like I've avoided for years hitting drive backhands in videos, in our content, because I know I mean, I know what's wrong. <laughs> I've seen it before. So I can tell you exactly what the problem is. But it's it's not pretty. Not nearly as pretty as my relatively pretty forehand. I've got plenty of stuff I can improve on my forehand too. But I, I at least feel somewhat confident in the technical elements elements on my forehand side. My backhand side, I'd rather just not see it unless I'm taking the time to really change it and work on it. So I'm please know that I'm coming from a place of empathy. I totally get it. But if you take your improvement seriously, please know that as the title of this podcast says, this is the ultimate tool for tennis improvement. And so I hope you go out, take action, do it. If you have a story about this, please send it to me at ian, that's I-A-N, at essentialtennis.com. Would love to hear from you, hear your story. And I hope that this has really given you the, the push that you need to take that next step learn about what you're actually doing, and as a result, spend much more productive, much more effective time on the practice courts. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out essentialtennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today, take care, and good luck with your tennis.